0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet a very empty capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill. And today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by David Buffin, founder and managing director of Buffin Leadership International, a company that provides highly personalized systems for individual organizations. David, hello. Hello. Thank you for coming on the program. Uh we might as well uh talk about uh the uh issue that is before us all at the moment. Uh how are, is your business dealing with uh COVID nineteen?
1: Well, well right now we uh we believe that um living leadership is all about handling fear. So we are helping one or two of our clients at the moment with Ways that they can do so, um, because their people uh, need support, uh, particularly in, in um, particularly with all the all the things going on with the, you know, shops and stock market and countries, uh, country lockdowns, social events, etc. Right. Um, and so we believe that there are some key decisions that need to be made by individuals. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a role to play in leadership for themselves and for others.
0: What can be done at this point in time to uh, be a leader in your own community throughout this?
1: Well, I think what you can do is is is, 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 is be supporting, help other people succeed in in the community you're in, um, make make sure that, um, that 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 you you demonstrate in your own behavior, um, you know, control of fear, choose the things that are important to focus on, mm. choose the things. Understand what things mean without exaggeration and, 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 and panic mm-hmm. and make sure that what you do when you direct your energy and your time and your focus acts on things in spite of the fear or the challenge that you're confronted with.
0: How would you describe your personal leadership strategy?
1: Our personal leadership strategy is very much to help organizations improve their culture, build a high-performance culture. Um, we believe that that, that um, the world the world is changing around us in in, in the way we, we 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 manage our time, demands from customers, brand loyalty, uh, the massive impact of data, uh, the the um, the world becoming a gigantic information exchange, with mm. us, and the environmental effects, of course on performance, government policy, and also growth growth in in, in advanced manufacturing. So our style when we go into an organization is to to work with them very, very closely to understand what their challenges really are. Um, And we do this essentially by looking essentially at six areas. Their vision, Mm -hmm. um, what's their ownership and responsibility like with their people, uh, their workforce. What's their style of leadership like? Is it abundant? Is it flexible? Is it customer-focused? Is it the other competitive strategy? Also, we look highly at a very important area, which is the, the values. Mm-hmm. What are their values like in truth towards commitment to customers and staff? What are their standards like? Are they open? Are they transparent? Then we look at the challenges of the environment that they face. How do they collaborate how do they how do they work with their meetings and communication and of course what are they already doing with with continuous learning and and um and, and their skills and and, and understanding their, their their customers and then we devise programs that are based on 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 those needs and address those needs in a in a highly uh, in a highly involving and, and and energetic and accelerated learning fashion and we and we we concentrate on getting them to look at real issues real challenges real case studies in that organisation so that then we encourage them to come up through the ways we work with them with visuals and and and, and, and thinking mm-hmm. uh, methodologies, with practicalities to deal with the very, very issues that they have in order to grow their, 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 their performance their performance culture
0: let's take a trip back in time to the beginning of your working life when you first started out your career were there any particular individuals who influenced the way that you lead today
1: i think i think one of the the one of the individuals that influenced me was a manager was was a manager that i had when i was 26 who i thought was an example of everything you shouldn't
0: be Right. Um, well, I mean, people seem to and, forget and, and, that and bad he, he was, I'll, be... I'll tell you, he, he
1: was a man who, whose moral standards, whose attitudes, whose commitment, whose two-faced attitude influenced me that I would never in my life ever be like that. Mm. And, when, and when he was fired after some months and, 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 and so on in that particular company, the man who took over was the opposite. And so I, I, I was very influenced by that at the time when I was learning how to be an effective leader and, and, and and help to coach other people to be successful, but beyond that, in my, i, I one of the men who has influenced me was a guy called Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. who, who I, I've subsequently worked with in 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 uh, in, in America and other and other uh, with with the programs he was he, he, you know he was running and that sort of thing, and other other people too that um, in, in in visual decision thinking, for example, I've worked with a man called David Kreitzer in the states who was extremely good with his. Facilitation methodologies. Those are the people. People who've got integrity are the people who've influenced me, People who've actually done it, gone out into business and delivered, and who know what it feels like.
0: Now let's uh move on to uh current leadership uh figures uh within um the world today. Out of world leaders you see uh, in the uh, in the field do any of them pique your interest as uh, as particularly good leaders? Well, in in in, in world terms, yes.
1: Um, what, what what are the current world leaders?
0: Current world leaders.
1: Well, I, I, I spoke, you know. Of course, of the recent of course was um, Nelson Mandela, of course, but he's no longer with us. He certainly influenced me in terms of how things are done. Um, I think. Um, I mean, I think. Um, uh I I look at I look at some of the some, some of the people and some of the politicians. Um I find it quite difficult to, to put my hand on someone. I would really say I really think they are a fantastic leader um in, 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 in political terms. Um you know um in fact I think there's a there's an absence in, in some areas, isn't there?
0: Of course. Um
1: I I, now- don't, I, I find it difficult to, to look at some of the leaders. When I looked when I grew up with some of the leaders that I remember that and I, I always remember that I've read read leadership um I I had a great regard for, for um Margaret Thatcher who I thought was extremely resilient and, and had tremendous resolve. The accolade she got when she died uh, I found I found I found I found it to be fantastic for our country I think although not everybody would agree but you know um, um you know I think um I think um in in um in 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 terms of in terms of leaders I, I've seen who have got some um recognition worldwide people like Steve Covey for example mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um who I thought was was, 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 was another an example of a man who, who contributed. Tony Robbins in particular, I believe, is is, is, is known across the world. And when you look at some of the leaders that I've read and studied, people like Winston Churchill, um, who, who, who stood up for our country and, and stood up for what they believe in, um, those, those to me are the examples of leaders, real, true leadership.
0: Now, Seriously, unfortunately, Richard our Branson, time together is Branson, running to Richard, its close. Well, Richard
1: Branson is... A, a, a leader well-known across the world.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is running to its close. Uh, but before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Buffen Leadership International?
1: Buffen Leadership International, we, we are currently working with the Institute of Leadership and Management as well. And we, will, we, we have a, a leadership academy, which we've built in the last six months with mm-hmm. a number of companies. And we intend to expand that considerably and use that not only in companies, but in many of the, of the universities, which we're currently being invited to engage with.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you, uh, David, for coming on the program today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you, and I hope you come back on the program uh, when all of this is over. Uh, David, thank you.
1: Yes, indeed, and thank you.
0: That was David Buffin, founder and managing director of Buffen Leader Leadership International. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Uh, we're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Sir Jeff Hurst, uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in, in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago, 1962, I think that was. So I didn't, um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it. At the time, it was lucky to be playing, I guess, had one or two injuries. Um, but the problem that I had was, was really messing about between the two sports. That was very detrimental to me uh, over that period of time, being stuck between the two sports.
2: absolutely and in those early days um at west ham uh, with with a manager like uh, ron uh, there it's also important to have uh uh confidence with your other players and of course they become your friends who did you look at to at the time uh when to inspire confidence in yourself was it more was it peter's
3: i think probably well i was very fortunate to play with the talent of the players i did they were people that else didn't think wanted to be part of a group. Um, so that, that's, that's for me. In terms of my personal view, I think that it looked prior to the um, World Cup that I was going to be playing um, any, only a few games before. I was, I was playing, and I played with the Iglesias in the game against Yugoslavia only a couple of months before the final. And it looked at that stage as if I was going to be, be playing. In, in the team but uh, in a couple of friendly games more friendly games before the final in Poland and uh, uh, Norway I think in Denmark
0: mm.
3: I didn't I played two of the four games and I probably didn't quite replicate my my form that I've been showing at West Ham and in the early couple of games for England and he, he left me out in the first game of, of the World Cup against uh, Uruguay he started off with Jimmy Green so mm. I, I had an impact of thinking at that stage like I was going to play and didn't start because of just a lack of form. I didn't play quite well enough to justify my position and somewhat fortuitously I only got back in the team because of a a nasty gash on Jimmy Glees'
2: leg. And I think what you've said there, uh, Jeff, actually does sum that up really well and more than that, whilst it's important to have that
3: i would be involved in the squad initially, uh, not at all. I didn't. You're not aware of the magnitude of the occasion, really. Looking back at Al, mm. Al. so I never really felt. People talk about pressure a lot, and it's there. And people players talk about people talk about it in life. I didn't really feel necessarily feel any great pressure pressure during the time I was there. And what is also important to say about Alf Ramsey, the people he, he left behind that, that were left in the squad after he moved one or two players out. The squad were uh, a a bunch of very hard nosed, professional, uh, top quality people. And that was, again, the leadership that Al showed. He he got people in together that were very, very strong personally. Um, uh, And I think that was part of the success we had. We were very, I always describe our our group as hard nosed professionals. Uh, We had some great players, but overall, they were great, hard nosed professional players. Um, and great quality people who we've kept in contact with, you know, over the years.
2: And Jeff, I've got to ask, and I'm I'm not making this up, I've genuinely heard that people do ask you whether or not you realised there were people on the pitch at that moment. I imagine you were busy on something else.
3: Well, I I did some theatre shows last year. They've gone fairly well, and we're going to do a series of uh, theatre shows. In fact, starting this week over the next uh, two, three months. And uh, at the end of the theatre shows, we have about 20 minutes where we uh, uh, allow the people in the audience to ask questions. And there's, I won't mention both. they're too long to talk about both questions. Um, one, the other one's a really stupid one. It's too long for me to tell you. It's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. But the, the the other ridiculous question I get asked, did I realise there were people on the pitch? And of course, I jokingly say, "Yes, I was just about to to shoot to score the goal, and I looked round, put my foot on the ball, and looked round for a little while, and said, oh, dear, there are six or seven people running on the pitch.' So that's uh, I've had been asked that once at one of the theatre shows. <laughs> so I joke, and make a joke about that, and saying, "Yes, I put my foot on the ball and waited to just have look, had a glance round, you know."
2: uh, well, you me, I, I can tell you if true. you want.
3: You've want, you got time. I can tell I go, you. If you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go on. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing a, a, at a dinner
3: in, in the Channel Lines, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of mm-hmm. honor. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was a football questions. And then all of a sudden, I heard a, uh, somebody at the back who
2: and um, you've got to have a patient of a saint, I think, sometimes to put up with things Well, I found it amusing. I
3: just found it amusing. In fact, some of the audience found it highly amusing as well, so it did, uh, um, it did but make it again, if, you put,
2: if you could put up with my questions, you would probably put up with uh, anything. Um, <laughs> but th- there would have become a point, though, um, Jeff, I think um, you were a young man when